Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lining one, wanting to get better off the ball or you're an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility we have something for you over at dna visit dnasportsdenver.com now and sign up Yo, what's up, brother? After that week off of Labor Day, were you laboring on Labor Day? Uh, not, not really. I kind of took it for what it was and relaxed, bro. It was nice. My brother was in town, dude, so that whole weekend was kind of yeah, a lot of family, a lot of hanging out with my bro, a lot of hanging out with my fam, my parents and stuff. So yeah, I actually little- got like a babysitter last minute, so it was like relaxing to have no kids around and just chill and dude, that's necessary movie, sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, even if you don't go nowhere, even if you just bro, chill, we didn't do nothing but just chilled, and it was great. Dude, that's so necessary sometimes. Life is uh, life is hectic, yep. especially as a as a as a father and coach and. You know, yes, work sir. and nothing else slows down, bro. Life is full speed. Always, always go. You can't stop. You can't slow. Exactly. And just like that, they should not slow down on going on to our website and checking everything out that we have to offer on DNASportsDenver.com. We have merch. You could book a session. Anything you need to do. But don't slow down. Hit the site. Subscribe. Like everywhere. That's Coach Dom being a, a true professional right there. That's what's up. Yo, DNASportsDenver.com. I know Dom's done a bunch of defensive line trainings. We've done some offensive line. We've done some speed, excuse me, speed and agility. Go there, see what we got. Buy some merch. Shout out to my boy Matt. Picked up a nice ass shirt the other day. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a great, a great little week and a half. You know, once again, D- uh, DNA Sports Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Twitter, anywhere social media is, or YouTube. YouTube, we were just talking about that. We slacking a little bit, but, you know, we, we'll, get right. we'll get right. We'll get right. We'll get you right. We also offer camps, right? So we're getting ready to do a camp at an elementary school coming up this yep. week, and we want to just put it out there that if you're a school wanting to introduce your your students to speed and agility or the game of football, we will more than happy be willing to talk to you and come out and design a camp specialized for your student body yeah everything custom too like that's that's the thing we do with our plans is everything's customizable so if there's specific things you want to work on in terms of whether it be football or in terms on getting better faster stronger um let us know like let's put something together um we've had some inquiries online just for like general fitness classes which i don't know that we're quite there yet it's more sports specific but give us some time man we definitely put something together because i think um you know i think there's a big audience out there and it's not just uh sports specific people it's people that just want to get in better shape and do the right thing and and feel better about themselves so um give us a chance we'll we'll figure it out yeah man speaking of feeling better coach i'm sure glad that this guy is feeling better (laughs) um you know a few weeks ago there was a 20 year old man named Austin Bellamy, I'm sorry, of Ohio, who was stung 20,000 times 
while ingesting about 30 of them. He was said to be helping a friend trim his tree when he accidentally cut the hive. This is a different type of story, and it's scary, man. Like, you know, I just, you know, shouts out to him. I'm glad he's doing better. But 20,000 bee stings, bro, like... And these weren't no, these weren't regular like honeybees. These were them, them Africanized killer bees, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a little different than the killer bees I grew up listening to, but yeah, Wu Tang. <laughs> yeah, it was it was said, bro, that he was screaming for help, and no one could get to him, oh and it took God. quite a, quite some time before he was able to be pulled out of the tree and 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 away from the bees. And Damn. if you've ever been stung before, once or maybe even by a hive. You know, as a young child, I remember running down the street and like a cartoon, a swarm of bees just chasing me. <laughs> and I got stung probably about 15 times on the that back of my wild. head. And that was crazy to me, getting stung 15 times. And this dude, 20,000 times, man. Like, How do they count 20,000? Are they pulling like stingers out this dude? Like, So like uh, the Africanized honeybees, they're different than, than like a regular honeybee, whereas I don't think they... I don't think they shed their stinger as easily. They're they're able to mul- the, to sting multiple times, but like the wild thing is because I remember when I was a kid, um, like killer bees was like a thing, yeah. you know, where people yeah. would always talk to mess with them bees. They could be they can be killer bees and da da da. Um, but I like then learning about them growing up and stuff that they communicate with each other. Yeah. So like when one bee is distressed, they send they send a signal to the hive and the rest. Like see blood Yeah and that's the thing too They're they're not an attacking bee They're more of a defensive stinging um, You know if they're provoked and, and again him in the tree Accidentally cutting into the hive You Oof. know they were only protecting themselves um, Well especially the hive and the queen Boy you don't mess with her Yeah but uh, you know again Unfortunate situation but glad that he's On the mend and doing well And you know shouts out to Austin And, and his family for supporting him Through this time and, and you know we wish nothing but the best For him Looks like they got a GoFundMe page um, According to this article on people yep. uh, You could probably find the article And if you feel inclined go Go help out um, Man this is wild though dude I, it, It's scary because the accidents happen all the time man. And, and especially You know people cutting trees You don't always see what you're cutting into You don't always see what you're doing Like sometimes you can't see the backside of things And I don't know it, it's it's pretty scary it Remind me of uh, of Thomas J You remember my girl Oh yeah yeah <laughs> He won't first, wake up yeah, oh, That's no. wrong but <laughs> Hey and, and you know Allergies are scary bro yeah, You I never do. know I remember Vita got stung by a bee And her hand swelled up like a balloon Like if you blew up a glove Almost like, like a cartoon right It was so big bro It was crazy Like so I can only imagine like Being stung this many times And if he had a it, Thankfully he yeah. didn't have an allergy he, Yeah You know because Thankfully he didn't die man Because yeah. that's a lot of toxin I mean I know I know he was in a coma for a while Yeah Dude he Like bees don't seem like They're that powerful But 20,000 of them Like definitely yeah. You know And man, Shout out Glad he's He's Doing okay and he survived it And I'm sure he's got one hell of a story to tell I wonder if he's going to be cutting into trees anytime soon And you know Yeah and if his friends call him to cut a tree again They're assholes on his <laughs> It's like yo you're going to have to cut that tree On your own bro yeah, you better, I'm not even going up there You better call the professionals Dude was he Was he just He was just helping out friends or? Yeah it was just his friend um, According to the article that it was just his friend He was helping out and you know unfortunately He you, y'all better call high. somebody else next time. Shit. Yeah, for sure. Damn, dude. It's not like moving a friend, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, hey, you, 
come help me move. The worst that's going to happen is you get like some kind of spider from a random box crawling on you. But goddamn, dude, 20,000 bee stings. Bro, it's a good I, friend. It makes me wonder how many bees are in that hive. Like, for real. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't think of it like that. And it's, you know how it is when you see people, you can see hundreds of people and think there's only like 30. You yeah. know, he didn't just take one for the team. He took 20,000. Bro, I wonder, I wonder what his boys are doing for him. Everybody needs a friend like Austin. No, Austin will take 20,000 for you in the club. What are you willing to do for him? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, them yeah. boys are forever indebted to him, bro. He's got yeah. that. He's got that in his pocket. Like, you remember that one time I was cutting your tree and I got stung 20,000 times, dude. You can at least, you know, holler at this fat girl for me. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, kind of crazy story. Continuing on with. Crazy stories, bro. And yeah. this one was, this was one that happened a couple weeks ago. Um, rookie running back Brian Johnson was shot in a robbery, um, in, in uh, shot in robbery on in, in D.C. Not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before that. Um, he was released from the hospital the following Monday. Underwent surgery and posted on Instagram story that he was, uh, surgery went well. Uh, he was shot twice in the lower body while in D.C. getting something to eat. One bullet struck his glute. The other struck his lower leg. Um, according to the report, Robinson wrestled away a gun from one assailant but was shot by the other. Um, both suspects are believed to be teenagers. Yeah, I've seen that, man. Young kids this, young kids these days are just running around wild, first of all. Well, we were kind of um, talking about it before we started about some some stories and incidences around kids that we know. and Yeah. Just, it's nuts, man. Like, yeah, man, and I, I'm just glad again to hear that he's doing well. Yeah, you know, um, it's scary to see these athletes or artists who rise to a certain level of stardom and fame become targets, yeah. especially in their own communities. You know, people that they may have even hung around or maybe older brothers, friends, or whatever the case may be, become a target to somebody who has envious. Of their success You know what I mean So like It's sad to see man And it brings back Bad memories of Sean Taylor Yep I was just know, gonna say that That ended up in his death Unfortunately And rest in peace to him you Well know, and that never was forget the You know one of the greatest To ever play the game And That took it too soon To take it way too soon And and again We're just glad To see that Brian Johnson is okay You know I did see One of my boys Has him on his fantasy football team And he's sitting in his IR Right now um, Dude he I wouldn't he wouldn't be on my team, but that's still, you know, unfortunate that. So I I was about to draft him, and my cousin swooped on this other league I'm in. Yeah. I was about to draft him. I, I So I I was like, I had like five picks in between my two picks. You know how the rotation goes or whatever. And I picked one guy, and I was like, I think, he, I think he'll be there. And then two picks before I was about to pick again, my cousin drafted him. I was like, yeah. You know, I wanted him because, you know, he – he he was a, he's a rookie this year, third round draft pick. He's kind of emerged as Washington's primary running back on early downs because he's a consistent runner. He's a power back. Yeah. Um, he's good between the tackles, so he's been getting a lot more looks. And is actually everything I was reading behind the scenes was like he's really cha- challenging Antonio Gibson for that for that lead role. So um, he was definitely on my radar. Like you said, though, it brought back memories of Sean Taylor. You know when he was murdered in a home invasion. Yeah. And you you know these people look. I get you get paid a lot of money to play football and that shouldn't make you a target, but it does. Yeah. Like people know that you, even if you don't have money, like this kid probably doesn't have very much money. I mean, he's on a rookie, yeah. rookie third rounder. Yeah. Like, you know, but, but to the people outside think, people that don't know, yep. you know, he might have a well, lot and even the money he has is a lot to, to, to someone a who lot doesn't of have people shit. who don't have nothing, yep. especially from, 
a lot of the environments that a lot of athletes come from, you yeah. know, and that, that we're accustomed to that, you know, if you see somebody, again, reach a certain plateau of success, you know, it's. Well, and you always say, you, you know, they say people, you can't have nice things. You always see it because when someone has nice things, there's always someone that wants to come and try and ruin that or come and take that or take advantage of that. So it's unfortunate. Definitely an ongoing issue with young people and violence. Yeah. I mean, we can sit there and blame guns. Blame guns. However, you know, there are, there seems to be like this lack of moral compass going on. Yeah. You know, and that needs to be addressed yep. more so than anything. Because I think we saw like in Canada – you know, they've got like some of the strictest gun laws. And then you had that dude that went on the stabbing rampage. Yeah. Murdered a bunch of people. Um, you know, people hit people with trucks all the time, run, yeah. run crowds over. Like, I don't know. We just need to be vigilant and protect ourselves at all times, man. It's, it's scary that we have to. But. Yeah. And it's a, you know, we have to be better friends. Yeah. You know, we really, ha it comes down to being a better friend, a better teammate, whatever the case may be. If you know, somebody's doing something, that could potentially put them in a dangerous situation. Pull them out of that. You yeah, know don't be I mean? afraid to step up like, and speak up. Like, hey, bro, we should just go to your house and play some Madden instead of yeah. going to this party because there's some females there that we like, but yeah. the ops have the same interest in the same females, and there's yeah. a potential that we might run into somebody we don't like. Be smarter about your decisions, you know what I mean? Especially if you're a young athlete um, or, again, a young rap artist or something that makes it to a certain level of success. Don't put yourself in certain environments. You know, I yeah. understand you want to be real to where you come from and you don't want to forget your roots and things like that. But at the end of the day, you're no longer the person you were before. Yeah. You know, you're a new person. You have a new status. And if you forget that, Unfortunately, you're going to be a target, and and you got to be smarter, keep your head on a swivel, and just make right decisions and put yourself in the right situation. I think that's that's why, and I and I won't fully speak for you, but I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat. Yeah, that's kind of why I like coaching, and why I got involved with coaching, and why I get involved with coaching young people is because you can kind of get in their ear a little bit before someone else gets in their ear, you yeah. know, and before a negative influence gets in their ear. And it's important to have role models. It's important to have, um, for, for young men and boys, it's important to have positive male reinforcement yeah, and not just like toxic male, you know, toxic masculinity or anything like that. But oh, yeah. it, it requires like a positive male role model to kind of guide you through kind of an OG in a sense to kind of come grab you and say, Hey, young, young G, you ain't doing that right. You can't do this. Come do this like this, you know? And I think these kids, a lot of them lack that these days Yeah. or they, they know it all. Cause there's like, a, there's a certain level of like naiveness and ignorance that go with being young. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just, you don't know, you yeah. know? And, and you know what you, you say the OGs, right. And, and even there, the generation of OGs have changed to where, it's not trying to see that young kid that has potential and stray him away from the lifestyle and protect him. It's all oh, this kid may have this potential. So what can he apply to our gang or, or organization? He can be and, big for us. And some people it's like recruiting. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like we got to still continue to want better for our youth. And for sure. And, and just because we're in a situation, we're not here to recruit and tear anybody down, man. And, and, you know, again, again, like I said, we so, just got to make better decisions. So they they could place him on the non-football injury list, depending on what the doctors determine. Um, that would require him to miss the first four games of the season. I didn't I didn't catch what they did. I should go like back and look. Um, 
head coach Ron Rivera said he's he's fortunate. He's doing well. It'll be a matter of time before he's back out there. There's no timeline, but everything was very positive. It's just about the healing process. And once he's well enough to get on the field, doctors have to clear him and we'll go from there. Everything is positive so far. Um, the commanders still have Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. Gibson eclipsed 1,000 yards last season while McKissick had 123 catches in 27 games with Washington the last two years. So um, they, they've got options. Again, it's great to hear this kid is okay. Things are going okay. When you get hit in the leg, it can always be something different, and people don't understand. That's how yeah. Sean Taylor died. When he Arteries. got hit in that, that, what is it called, the femoral artery, yep. and, and bled out. So um, super happy to hear that he's doing better. Again, we got to do better. And, you know, I know I've taken a pledge, and you have too, to, to make sure that these kids understand that. And every chance we get, man, we're teaching. Yeah. We're teaching and we're being – trying to teach leaders and trying to get kids to be leaders opposed to followers. So. Yeah, man. And, and that just reminds me of, you know, like we said, we were talking before the show and, and I ran into one of our former players um, that I've heard has kind of been, you know, running around in the streets and doing things that he shouldn't be doing. Um, and he had pulled me to the side, you know, gave me my love and asked me, you know, Hey coach, I really want to get back into football. And, and do you think I can play and this and that? And I said, well, first of all, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yep. You can't choose. It's you can't have the streets and you can't play sports. You got to choose one or the other, and you know you got to be committed to it. Like you can't be halfway in, halfway out. Because even though it may not be you, if you're halfway in the streets and you bring that environment into the football team, it can be another kid who has nothing to do with it that gets hurt. Yeah. Or you, a coach. Or some beefs that you that you have that follow you to where you're going. And and that's the scary thing about it, man, is when you start beefing with all these people and start doing all this craziness, that's it's 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 hardly ever like I'm not gonna say hardly ever, but it's it's a rare situation where you're the one that gets hurt and yeah. you're the only one that gets hurt. Yep. There's always like some innocent bystander, whether it be a, a family member, a friend, someone at a party. Uh we had that shooting at this party over here a couple weeks ago where the yeah. Where the dude died, um, yep. you know, he was just the neighbor the coming neighbor. out there to try to try to try to isolate or you know isolate the situation, break people up, and he caught one. Yeah, and then now he's dead for for no reason, no logical reason. There's no logical excuse for him to have to die like that. You know what I mean? And it's just unfortunate, man. Like we're in a we're in a time right now where there just seems to be less care for other people less care for the, your your common man common sense isn't very common anymore and we're just kind of running around like the old west yeah and for your children right parents if you know your your kids are out there carrying carrying pistols putting it on social media doing all that dumb shit be better fucking oh. parents excuse my language but oh. step up be a better parent and want better Outcome for your kid You know There's nothing gonna yeah. come Good out of a kid Running around with a gun Out there what Other than prison And death it So if you don't us. love your kid Then continue to allow him To do stupid things But if you love your child You need to be, be a better parent And stop yep. allowing him To do the dumb shit That's gonna get him In the jail cell Or in a grave Unfortunately And you know When things like this happen bro We gotta understand That shit starts with us yeah. And whether or not We're Active or not active in our kid's life If we're not active enough We need to be more active And if we are active in our kid's life We need to be paying attention But better to cues exactly. that, are, that are showing these things 
I'll beat my kid's ass. I see him on social media with a gun. Yeah, I see him on social media with anything that's that's gonna put negative imagery on his on his being and who he is. Like I don't even do that shit, bro. Yeah. Like I've I've had, I posted range videos. Me and my brother going to the range. Yeah, and shooting. That's different. And it, that's definitely different. I definitely ain't never posted. You know, first of all, I see these kids posting these guns all the time with the extended clips and shit, and I'm yeah. like, you idiot, that's illegal. Yep. Like you're gonna you're you're only putting that shit on Instagram and get you caught up. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It it's it's wild and it's a different social media has created a different monster. But that just means we gotta be more vigilant vigilant as parents and make sure that we're, you know, seeing things through. Don't just like when my kid wanted a social media, like you're I'm following you, you're my friend. Like I gotta make sure that you're not posting no exactly. bullshit. Like that's going down. He didn't like it too much, you know. What you got to hide? Yeah. Like that's happening regardless whether you like it or not. Yeah. So that's kind of where we went with it, but you know we're we're gonna get better, bro. And it just requires us putting that work in as parents and you know humbling these kids up a little bit and getting them to understand there's more to life, bro. And there's definitely a lot of life to live. So hopefully they continue to 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 work towards that. Shout out to Brian Robinson though. Thankful that you're you're good and yeah. uh we're able to to move on with the football season and eventually you'll be back out there on the field and you know not everything's like that so yeah um quickly though shout out to Charlene and all and Lash All Beauty find them on Facebook or on Instagram at Lash Char Love with two E's that's Lash underscore Char underscore Love with two E's uh, book an appointment for a lash lift or lash extensions at lashallbeautydenver.glossgenius.com. Hey, Shar is dope, man. She's giving our listeners a $75 off their first set. All you need to do is mention DNA at booking. Visit Lash All Beauty on Facebook or find them on Instagram at lash underscore Shar underscore love with two E's. Um, big shout out to Lash All Beauty. Fellas, if uh, you're in a doghouse, go get your girl right, man. And yeah. ladies, I know you're listening. Hit up Shar, get your nice new set. Hey, ladies, no, no man thinks it's attractive when he wakes up in the morning and your lashes stuck to his pillow, <laughs> you know, because you're using those fakes. So go shout out, go check her out, go get the real and, thing, and get the real thing, get the real deal. She does great work. My wife goes to her all the time, you know. Um, Yo, that shit's I, so interesting, bro. I see her on, I see some of her videos on her Instagram and shit, and I'm like, it's crazy, like oh. it's crazy how like. What goes into a woman's beauty You know what I'm saying yeah. But I ain't gonna, I ain't here to judge it You know Do what you do ladies But again If you're gonna do it Do it right Don't put on those fake ones No nah. We don't wanna see no press on nails So we don't wanna see no glue on eyelashes And make sure you get that thing serviced up, up man So you ain't getting no gunk And crap that grows oh, up yeah, in them Cause I see that too Yeah, yeah. I be getting the pink eye bro Oh bro More she, than just farting in the eye She is you know, because she obviously, this is her craft. Yeah, right? yeah. Just like coaching is our craft. So she's showed us some, like, scare stories of, Bro. of like, <laughs> pictures that she sees on social media and things like that. Or people that have maybe can't come to her to get, fix other get people's them problems. right. Yep. And things that she's had to fix in the past. And, oh, boy. Dope. Sure, I need to see that. <laughs> you think you think styes on your eyes or pink eyes. Oh, uh. bro. Oh, bro, my shout mom. out to Charlene. She's doing a great job out there. She's fixing all the. If you, hey, that goes to you guys that go to somebody and you get messed up, check out Charlene. She might be able to hook you up and help you out. She's done it in the past. She's she working miracles. Work. Yeah, she's out here fixing lashes daily. Bro, my mom's cut hair for, for numbers of years, dude, since I was like five years old. And, uh, the war stories of like people that would come in. I can get it cheaper from somewhere else. And then they come in, like, yo, they, 
they fucked my hair up. Can you fix it? <laughs> oh, bro, I'm very picky about getting a haircut. And if, yeah, I, I don't go to certain places. People tell me all the time, like, why don't you, I'm not going to name places. I yeah, yeah, go. yeah. You know what I mean? But why don't you go here? Why don't you go there? And it's I like, haven't went there since young elementary years, bro. I yeah. learned my lesson early. I'm not doing it again. This bro. head is unique, and it needs somebody with skill set. I guess. Let me fade you up, bro. I know how to give a good fade. Uh, no, I used to, so when I went to school out in Missouri, I used to fade hair for for gallons of juice and water and ramens, bro, and pop tarts. I cut you up real nice, yeah. give a clean fade, bro. I uh, my mom, like I said, she cut hair forever, dude. She, I I did a perm for her one time, like I I permed her hair because her friend dissed on her. I was like, it can't be that hard. Just talk me through it. She's like, ah, right, you roll up my hair, and I'm like, oh, do that. Rolled up all her hair. She had a little rollers in, poured the shit in, and dude, like half hour, forty five minutes later, she had. Laid up curl, bro. That's like, yo, got it right, yo. In football and in podcasting and my my nine to five don't work out for me. I can always fall back on some cosmetology, cut some hair, and, and do some perms. Yeah, hey, maybe not maybe. everybody's blessed with those natural yeah. curls like you, coach. <laughs> got to hook them up, yo, yo. Or these natural eyelashes. So, yeah, I, I can just say that Shar hooked me up. Yeah, <laughs> yo, um, NFL. Back. Football is back and Week one's things. just starting You know yeah. Buffalo put it on uh, The Rams on Thursday Man uh, Did they College football's been back now For a couple of weeks You Some know Real exciting things to see there too Oh Man you know as a defensive line coach Man I I was really excited to see First of all What the Bills did with The Rams And sacking Sacking them seven times You know Rams need some help Why was Yeah he was not having A fun time And it was also great Because You know The the main ingredient Behind that gumbo Of defensive line They have in Buffalo Is Von Miller Yep And Von Miller's no longer In the AFC West mm. So I don't have to worry About him chasing down Derek Carr <laughs> like that You know what I mean And to the Broncos And their management team who decided to get rid of a guy like that because he thought he was washed up <laughs> jokes on you buddy Dude, he is you know what i mean he is reinvigorated bro bro he left got a super bowl and he might have a chance to yeah. get another one this they year. were They're talking legit. on they were talking on the fan yesterday on the radio and uh they had brought up this stat that in like the last 20 something games he had here in denver he had 12 and a half sacks and in the last nine games he's played outside of Denver, 10 games now that he's played outside of Denver, he's got 11 and a half sacks. <laughs> like it, but you know, I think Vic Fangio was bad for him, you yeah. know, and asking him to do things that when you got a pass rusher to the level of Vaughn Miller, like you don't have him dropping coverage, bro. You have him go get that quarterback every single time. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Although he did look good in coverage a couple of times too yeah. during the game, man, like their defense was just on point. Um, the Rams third down efficiency. They were six of thirteen, not very well. There, you know what I mean. Um, they punched the ball four times. Again, they allowed seven sacks. Do Buffalo won they despite threw three interceptions? Yeah. Like, while Buffalo had four turnovers. Yeah, two and they won the game two still. Fumbles. Yep. and they won the game still, which is wild because usually when you see that, you know, you're negative in the turnover battle, you're not usually winning the game. Um, Dom, of the matchups this weekend that you can think of off top, what what are what are some? Because we got a bunch of traditional like rivalries. You know, you got AFC rivalries, uh, AFC West rivalries going. You got Russell Wilson going back to play Seattle, um, Bucks and Cowboys like. Tom Brady's never or Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. Like, what matchup this weekend kind of catches your eye? Well, you know, obviously there's a few of them, like you just mentioned, that that are going to be really good games. Yeah. Um, and you know, the Raiders and Chargers obviously has 
a, a significant meaning for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually looking at at your team's game, man. I'm I want to see what Miami's offense is gonna do this year, and I think that you know Patriots has kind of ran that division for a long time now, and this is the year that Tua is gonna have to step up and really you know show what he's worth. He got some weapons around him now. I have no more excuses, and there's not. Yeah, he can't continue to make excuses and not get it done. He kind of has to step up to the plate and and see what he has. And and I think Miami's going to be better than a lot of people think. Um, their offense definitely on paper looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see that game. They got a um, sleepy good defense too. Um, you know, I, I'm picking. I picked the Dolphins to win. Yeah, um, they're playing at home. They usually play the Patriots well at home. A lot of times they split. There's been a few times where that's obviously not the case. But um, the weapons that Tua has now, the offensive-minded coaching staff or head coach that he has now, there's really no excuses. Like, it's now or never. Like, if Tua's going to be that dude, he's got to do it this year, in my opinion. He's got to stay healthy, and he's got to do it. Um, Teddy Bridgewater isn't really a, a threat to take over the job unless yeah. he's screwing up, unless he's getting hurt, right? So I, I agree with you. I, I like the Dolphins' pats. Um, I like the drama, you know, factor of Seattle, Denver, especially with all the stuff that's coming out now about Russell Wilson and his fracture with that with Seattle organization and, and the divorce they had, and you know. That's intriguing because I just I'm interested to see what the crowd's going to respond to him like. I mean, he's a great he's he's probably the greatest quarterback in Seattle history. One of them brought yeah. them the only Super Bowl. You know what? I also want to see that game for a, a numerous amount of reasons. But one man, you know, shouts out to Russell Wilson. He's yeah. a great quarterback, great athlete. Let's put it there first and foremost. He's a multi-sport athlete. Yep. You know what I mean? And and he's just phenomenal at what he does. I'm having trouble though. With the fact that Russell Wilson has instantly made the Broncos a Super Bowl contender, you know when you see the the odds of which teams are going to win yeah. and this and that, I think they're like fourth favorite to make it to the Super Bowl, and I just think that that's crazy with the addition of just Russell Wilson. I mean, I know their defense is great, but what is that receiving core going to do? You know, he was. Russell Wilson in Seattle with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and you know they had a great he had great weapons around him there and he didn't get it done completely these last few years either yeah. so you know I I don't know if I'm totally in on and I'm not just hating because right, I'm right. a Raider fan but I just don't know if I'm totally in on them saying that Denver is a Super Bowl contender just with the addition of him yeah. especially being in the toughest division in football. Yeah. Like that's gonna be, be hard. Real, one. It's gonna be a hard one to just run yeah. away with. And the fact that they're put on this pedestal already is kind of crazy to me without even Bro, I'm still playing a first snap. I'm still hoping all four teams from the FC West make it to the playoffs. This be like the, the, the this year and last year have been the first opportunity that that can be a possibility. Yeah. So I'm still hopeful on that just because I want to see it because it's something different. But the the a couple of things that I'll I'll counter with you on is um I think there's precedence for getting a great quarterback onto your team and then making a run. Oh, yeah. Especially here in Denver with the Broncos picking up Peyton Manning, seeing it with Tampa Bay, with the Buccaneers picking up Tom Brady. Now, I don't know that Russell Wilson's on that same level as, as a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady because well, he obviously isn't. And I don't know if those defenses are on the same level of those teams either. Let's keep it real. Well, like The first year, you know, 
Peyton Manning, they made it to the Super Bowl. He had a tremendous offensive season. They run into Seattle and they get Well, no, the first year they had that's when they lost to Baltimore, right? In in the in the in the divisional round. Yeah, but I'm talking about the first but, year they made it to the actual big dance. But that team was probably better than the team that they went to the Super Bowl with. The team they went to the Super Bowl with was, in my opinion, predicated off the defense. It was, but do you remember they lost Vaughn Miller? They lost um No, they had Vaughn because that's when Vaughn the Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl against Seattle? He, no, when he when he was killing uh Oh for the Carolina, Carolina one. Yeah. Carolina, that's the one they won. You mentioned the Seattle Super Bowl that, that they lost though, right? They they had like four or five different different starting defensive players that were on IR. Yeah. Like they lost Chris Harris Jr. Uh, in that Patriot game. They lost Von Miller earlier in the season. Um, their linebacking core, I forget the, the dude that they had, but they had some kid off the street, basically a vet off the street that was, was their, their starting linebacker in that Super Bowl. Like, so there's, there's excuses for that. So what I'll say is. But my point was is that the defense that Denver currently has, yeah. in my opinion, is nowhere near the defense that. Denver had when Peyton Manning went there and took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but that was it's a different no, defense. Uh, that's an all-time great defense. I know, but this is that's my point. Yeah, um, and nowhere near the Tampa Bay defense that Tom Brady got later in his right. career either. So we don't know that it, though. I don't think Denver's defense. I don't. Is I, I, I would agree with you. I would agree base. with you. No, no, no. I would agree with you in terms of like I don't think they have an all-time great defense, but they don't have a crappy defense. No, they don't. They got no a decent secondary. With Sertan probably carrying that, you know. And Simmons. Well, their back end is, is loaded. Simmons yeah. and, and Kareem Jackson, dude, those are two scary safeties. Yeah. So yeah. they have that there. They're, th- th- what they're going to need is they're going to need their pass rush to actually be a pass rush to give them a chance. And I think if they if they have that, they have a chance, right? I think some people would argue they're a quarterback away from being a contender, which they got it, right? What, what was the problem the last six years and all the teams they've had? It's been the quarterback, that's been the one. That's been the main focal point. That's but been the there's problem. There's been other problems around it. Because even as horrible as Drew Locke was, no. he was hitting receivers and they were dropping balls too. So with Jerry Judy. Yeah, like <laughs> Jerry Judy. That's that's my biggest concern with them. And again, I'm not trying to sit here yeah. and bash the Broncos and hate on them just because I'm a Raider fan. That's not what this is. Yeah. Russell Wilson is phenomenal. I know we are going to have to compete with Denver. For the division, in yeah. my opinion, it's gonna. In my opinion, it's gonna be Denver or Vegas. Yeah. But I don't know if the receiving core that he has is going to help him out enough. For sure, I just truly don't know that. I don't feel that. I kind of agree with you. And and if he's in the division he's in, yeah, it's gonna be a tough road. So like, you got to win your division first before you can compete for a Super Bowl. So Facts. all I'm saying is I don't see how. They're already painted as a number four contender for the Super Bowl, but they haven't even got through the AFC West yet. So one thing that I see that benefits them in this in this conversation is their running game. They've got a great running game. Like say what you will about Malvin Gordon and his fumbles at inopportune times, but both he and Javante were both almost thousand yard backs last year. Um, they they combined for almost twenty touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Like so, and then Nathaniel Hackett, his system. Is predicated off running the ball, so I think, I think, so. Listen, if you could run the ball, and you know this, coach, if you could run the ball, that gets them defenders doing different things. That gets them reading run first. Oh yeah, especially with Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's gonna open it up, and their running game is only gonna get better with Russell Wilson. Yeah, but their receiver, their receiving core leaves a lot to be desired, especially after losing Timmy Pats. Yeah, and if you if you can't. 
if you can't help out from the receiving core, yeah, a good running game means nothing. Well, we're stack the box and we're gonna take it. Everything take is complimentary. Yeah, so like, if you we'll see, if you can't pass the ball, they're yeah. just gonna they're gonna put eight in the box, right? If you can't run the ball, they're just gonna they're gonna drop into coverage. So like, it's got to be complimentary for sure. It's gonna be interesting, bro. I I think. Uh, I, like I said, like I said before, we start talking about the AFC West. I want all four to make it because I think that just be an interesting dynamic. Um, the, the I think the the contest that I'm looking most forward to this weekend might be besides the Dolphins, Pats, might be the Cowboys, Bucks. I was just getting ready to mention that game. Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. Do you think this is the year? It's in Dallas. Micah Parsons, bro. I don't know, bro. That's probably my favorite. I don't. I don't know if when I think He's about player, that's probably my favorite player in the NFL he right now. He is so good. Honestly, he just plays the game of football yeah. like no other, bro. Like, Full speed. And wherever you put him on the field, yep. he's gonna he's gonna be the top two. Yeah, he can at play that middle position. linebacker, and he can play he can play edge rusher. Like bro, it don't matter. So I I just think that you know they got a really good D. In in Dallas and pause, <laughs> <laughs> everything's bigger in Texas. They say right, pause, bro. Uh, but anyway, it's gonna be a great game, bro. And I wouldn't be surprised if if Dallas finally you know knocks Tom Brady down. I think Tampa has a lot of turmoil coming into the season. Yeah. Brady has a lot of turmoil going into the season. Not to mention the fact that he was gone for like two or three weeks. They've lost like what a third of their offensive line. Yeah. Maybe half of it. What do you uh, What do you make of his uh, relationship turmoil going on right now? Like, how do you feel about the fact that Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and when you met Tom Brady, he was the superstar quarterback, but now that he wants to continue to play the game that he loves, it's a problem. Um, I think curveball. I think he screwed up by retiring the first part. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean? You know how a woman, like, you know, you, you can't be messing with your loved ones too much like that because yeah. they don't play that. Yeah. But at the same time, man, like, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. He's the greatest to ever do it. You met him and knew who he was and what he meant to what he means to the game of football and and how hard it is for others to retire and unretire and never, you know, really give up the game. And, for it to be that much of turmoil in his life is kind of crazy to me. Like, it, it well, give sometimes you want your bit. sometimes you want your loved one there with you. Yeah, I you know, know what I mean. Yeah, like he's been playing for what twenty five years, twenty <laughs> something years, and like you know she hasn't been there for all of that, right? I don't know. I think there's some. I I, I feel I feel her side of it, and I feel his side of it. Like, when else are you going to be able to play football again professionally? Yeah. Like, it, this isn't like this isn't like you know a stockbroker. On Wall Street deciding like, yo, I think I'm going to hang it up. I'm tired of doing this shit. Nah, man. This is professional football. Well, you this know, is a game that you play. Well, you know what I think it really is? Is he's seen that his most biggest competitor throughout his career was Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Peyton Manning versus Brady. Yeah. And he just seen that Peyton Manning is the offense coordinator for a team in Cherry Creek, a sixth grade Cherry Creek team <laughs> that just got beat by the outlaws in and overtime. And Tom was like, fuck that. And, and, and all of uh, Peyton Manning's players were asking him, why didn't you pass the ball in the red zone, coach? And gave him a hard time about it. And Tom Brady's <laughs> like, I don't want that kind of life right now. I want to continue to play the game instead of trying to coach it. You think Tom Brady got home? Giselle was like, Tom, you need to throw the trash. Tom, I need your help with the dishes. Yes. Tom, I need this. Kids are running around. <laughs> Tom's like, fuck this. 
Yes, I'm going back to football. Tom the dog peed in your Uggs. <laughs> Tom the dog's chewing on your Ugg again. Yeah, he's like, yo, I'm going back to play football. I don't need all this shit. He didn't want nothing new, man. And, and you know, sometimes change and what's new is kind of uncomfortable for people. But what's new going on lately is not uncomfortable for me, speaking of. Or, hold on before you go. Or, or did he say... I saw Brett Favre threaten retirement for three years before training camp because he didn't want to go to training camp. Dude, I got this problem with my wife. I can't come to training camp, bro. I I can't be there because she's going to leave me. If I go, I'm going to kick it for a few weeks. Oh, no, he's the ultimate competitor. (laughs) He ain't playing that game. Don, let me ask you a question before we we move on because I know that's where we're going. What's new? Okay. We're on the topic of football real quick. Just locally, CU Air Force. Air Force is predicted to beat CU by almost 20 points, bro. What the hell is going on with CU football? Bro, I don't know because I was so excited for this year, honestly. Me just too. being up there and, 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 again, interacting with the coaching staff and, and things that their vision for what they where they want to take the team are all the right things. You know, yeah. they said all the right things. They checked all the right boxes. And, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to the competition on the fields yeah. and what, what level of play – is really going to be put out there. Um, you know, I think they're still figuring some things out. You know, they're still trying to figure out who's going to be their guy mm-hmm. under center, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but, man, to, to be that much of an underdog is a slap in the face. And to it, to a non-Power almost, 5 school. It's almost like being picked to be somebody's homecoming opponent because yep. they know they're going to run through you, and then you want to go and, Dude, they lost a lot of talent to the transfer portal this last year. A lot of talent. And it's starting to show a little bit. Um, I think the indecision at quarterback is starting to – and it's one game. But the indecision at quarterback, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, Um, Air Force can run the ball. The over-under was like somewhere around like 420 yards for this game of rushing. It's wild. They Air Force got like three star. Uh, you got like the, their three running backs. Their three top rushers are are here still. I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. I don't think it's going to get to that. I think CU might cover, but I do think CU's going to lose. Yeah, that might be a good bet to take. Actually, uh, we don't bet, Coach. I'm not saying <clears throat> us. I'm saying I'm saying anybody that's I'm out there degenerate. in in looking for somewhere to bet, bet, you bet know, you CU to, to cover DraftKings go DraftKings that uh, might be a good bet to, I don't know man you know I don't know it's gonna 20 be 20 points is a lot bro and it is we gotta, we gotta again once you get to a certain level of well and you're talking sports like, right it's, yeah. it's it's college football bro you're talking non-power five versus power five school these too. are collegiate athletes like just like if there's a, a, a quarterback in the NFL and you have to roll with your backup right yeah. They're NFL quarterbacks. They're there for a reason. These college students are there for a reason. TCU put Let's it on the last buffs. week, bro. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Figure it out. Please. Let's not only cover, let's win this game, shut everybody up, and turn it around. Bam. How that, about that? And that'll show something new. And that'll show something new, just like what we're about <laughs> to talk about right now. Bro. What's up? Have you seen Top Gun? Uh, no. No. No, are you not a Top Gun fan, bro? I've seen the original one time, and I don't remember too much of it. I know, I know the one dude dies, bro. So I never, <laughs> I I don't remember watching Top Gun through my childhood. It just wasn't a movie that was yeah presented to me. It's not my family's Hi, cup of tea necessarily. You know zone. what I mean? Yeah. But 
I watched it recently, the old one, and then I watched the new one recently. Man, that movie was phenomenal. Yeah? 10 out of 10, in my opinion. The new one? The new one. Yeah. It was amazing, bro. Like, it was a good movie. It's streaming now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's streaming. Um, you know, I think it was a very, very smart decision to be released because it was done for a while. Yeah, they finished it. Like, they were shooting it before COVID. Yeah. They finished it and, and they wanted to release it in the movie theater. They release it 2020. Yeah. But then COVID happened and they didn't want to release it because the opportunity to have it into the theater was no longer there because of COVID. Yeah. So, you know, they wanted to wait. And they waited, and it was a great decision. It because builds up a lot of buzz, for sure. And and I think it did great numbers, but it was worth every penny that they made because it was a phenomenal movie. Nice. I haven't seen it, and I'm going to have to go watch it. Maybe me and Excello check it out. One movie I did see recently, have you seen that movie, Prey? I have not, but so, uh, I wanted to check it out. It's good, bro. It's, um, it's a new Predator movie. And I'm not talking about movies from the 80s that got remade you know, multiple times. Not a huge Predator fan. Um, when I watched Prey, it kind of made me go back and watch the old the old Predator with Schwarzenegger and them. And yeah. He said it was kind of like, it's, it's corny. I'm yeah. Like, I know, it's corny as shit, but watch the damn movie. Watch all the gunfire. Yeah. Um, but that new Prey movie is dope, man. I like the angle they went to it. Um, you know, the young lady with an axe is a bad mother lover, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you. You have to watch it. I don't want to spoil it for you, but great story of perseverance and preparation paying off, man. Uh, also a story about proving yourself and being worthy in the face of others. Yeah. You know, I know you uh, also recently checked out some new music going on, man. What would you think about the new uh, DJ Khaled? I thought it was good, bro. I'm not like a lot of the, a lot of these new artists are hit or miss on me. Um, and, you know, Khaled does a good job at pointing out new artists, but also bringing up some of the old artists. And um, the album's called God Did. Thought it was a cool album. Got some bangers on it. The title track came through. You know what, Matt Khaled produces hits, bro. Yeah, he just he, another one, another one, another one. Dude. Billy Ho was on His that name track. Was Billy, yeah, Ho, Ho was on that track. God did, and, and Ho was classic Ho, bro. Uh, I mean, he just knows how to facilitate the right artists for yeah. the right sound. Yeah. Um, you know, his last few projects were phenomenal. So I personally. I'm sorry, but I have not checked it out fully. Um, Dude, he's so. not a DJ; he's a curator of art. He is. He's he's such a curator. When I worked at the art museum, these I used to like see these behind the scenes and how they go go through and putting you know exhibits together and what art goes where. And you said it; he he does a great job at like mixing different different types of artists on the same track. Where you're like, that's not going to work, John Legend and such and such. And it's like, oh my god, that track's dope, you know. Um, Everybody thinks it's just a, a rapper goes into a studio and raps on a beat and that's the end of it. You nah, know what I mean? There's like, so much more that goes there's into There's so it. much more that goes into making Especially if you want to make bro. a hit or and if you want to have a hit album. Exactly. Like. And and knowing, do I want to use sample sounds or do I want to use live instruments? Yep. Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? You know, should we sing here? Should, which pockets should we choose to ad lib and and you know all these little different things bro these all these intricacies that go into making music Khaled has them and he's phenomenal so he had a use the gospel remix on there that had Eminem on it oh really Kanye and Eminem oh. and Kanye's production stupid like yeah. it, every track I hear of his it, sometimes it's just like epic yeah but Eminem spitting like almost a gospel verse really dude I'm gonna have to check it's it out. different it was refreshing to hear something different from Shady and it wasn't like 
he, he mixed up his cadences a little bit and it wasn't like typical shady. Okay. Usually you hear shady and you're like, oh, he's bashing his mom or his ex-wife. And dude, it was it was completely different. And then you being old school cat, love bars, Jada Kiss on there. He has an interlude. Stupid crazy. Bro, Jada is Jada. You know what I mean? Like he's ridiculous, bro. Yeah. When you're talking about top albums a few episodes back you know and we mentioned some cats that never drop a bad verse and jada was definitely one that falls under that category and yeah one of the best spinning bars no doubt um on the same thing with music we didn't get to talk about this last week because we're chilling i went and saw uh atmosphere lupe fiasco nice the far side uh dj abilities saw rock and soul messiah over at red, red rocks Bro, uh, a couple weeks ago be a killer show dude, lupe killed it yeah dude i've never seen lupe live Lupe absolutely killed it. The far side had me thinking back early nineties again, bro. Like it was a good show. Bro, speaking of another person with talent, Lupe is dude talented, bro. Big he's time. A talented. I don't even want to say young man because I don't know if I'm older or younger than him, but that's a talented human being. Bro. Yeah, for sure. He just does what he does and he doesn't get enough credit for it. You know what I mean? I'm a big Lupe fan, bro, and have been for a long, long time. Hip hop saved my life is one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. Um just because I was I was Doing music when that track came out, bro. I loved kick, 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 push, kick, push, kick, push. Yeah, he coast. Yeah, he played that song. Oh, he did bro, that song. That shit, um, dude. It, he did a variety of old songs, and then he did some new shit that's on his new album. Yeah. Like he, dude, he rocked it. That's I thought, dope. I thought he was probably one of the best. Um, Saw Rock. She's a she's a MC from Rhyme Sayers. She's dope as hell, man. She's definitely like. One of my favorite lady MCs, mm-hmm. and she she's completely opposite of what's popular with lady MCs right now. Like she's super, uh, I don't know, she's super knowledgeable, bro. Like she puts out a good message for the young ladies to follow. She's dope, man. And uh, her and Soul Messiah, they had a good chemistry together. He was DJing for her, and then DJ Abilities, he came up. And do you remember Idea? Yeah. So he was playing some old Idea and Abilities. Uh, oh, dude, it was so dope. And then Atmosphere did their thing. You know, uh, Slugs dope. And, they they always do a great job. So it was a fun show, man. I'm looking to get back up to Red Rocks Tuesday. I'm and going I, to go see Burt Kreischer comedy oh, show. Yeah, and that was before the weather started acting crazy on us. So it was beautiful, dude. They got a uh, on the 29th of October. They've got a show called the Freak Show, and it's the Flatbush Zombies, Freddie Gibbs. Um, fuck, who else was there? Um, Danny Brown, and then the one I wanted to see there though is Coast Contra. Mm-hmm. Them boys are coming to Colorado for the first time, Dope. and that's like one of my favorite new groups, man. So yeah. I, I'm gonna try to sneak up there. I'm gonna try to get you salad to buy the buy the ticket for me. You know, yeah. I've been a good boy lately, man. So yeah. well, you I'm gotta ask to- the warden. You know what I mean? You got to get permission. <laughs> Look, dude, that's you, the way it goes. Bro. When you we call her know. the warden, okay? When you call her the warden, she doesn't like that as much. She just prefers to be called the boss. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, this fool. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Speaking of, hey, bro. New show, yeah. Favorite new show, funny. I could rewatch it over and over again. This fool, bro. Oh, dude, that show is wild, bro. That shit is so funny. Funny. Have like, you watched the whole thing? I haven't finished the whole thing because, unfortunately, when you have a spouse who you watch shows with, and you they can't just watch not it without them. the same kind of time as you <laughs> when it comes to binge watching shows. Yep. You kind of got to wait, and you can't get too far ahead because then. They get mad or you spoil dude. something. So Frankie Quinones is hilarious, yeah, dude. Unfortunately, dude, I, I haven't watched it all, but what I have seen so far is. Funny. What episode you on? 
uh, I think I'm on like episode four or five. Oh, shit, dude. You don't even know yet. Yeah. That's, it's great. I, so me and Isala, like, well, let's watch this real quick. And we fucking binge watched it in two days, dude. Yeah, I wish. It, we just, we didn't have nothing to do. We weren't doing shit. And it's like late night. We stood up late. We watched it. It's a great show. I think it's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, different, different point of view, you know, um. I don't. I don't. I don't want to ruin it for you. You definitely yeah. gotta get Vita out here. You got. You got. You guys got to binge that man. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, is, we got so many shows going on right now. The new Game of Thrones shows See, going. I need on. to catch up because I haven't the watched new Lord of the Rings shows going on. Like I got a story about the Lord of the Rings, dude. When I first saw the, the trilogy, uh-huh. I locked myself in the basement with some party favors, and I sat there and watched the trilogy. Wow. So now I want to watch the new one. I'm not going to do it the same way I did the old one. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, I um, Vita's way more of a Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter type yeah, yeah, yeah. fan than me, but I do enjoy them. She binge watches them all the time, so it's kind of like... So she plays Skip on you, but you won't play Skip on her? Well, no, nah, I'm saying she re-watches them oh, okay, like okay, okay, over okay. and over and over again. I got them shows. To where it's like, I don't want to see it anymore, you know what I mean? So I like, feel you. This new series that came out, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. So she's kind of watching it with DJ, so I'll watch it on my own so I can watch it at my own pace. Like catch but, up, yeah. But uh, I'm excited for that one as well. You big Game of Thrones fans? Big Game of Thrones yeah. fans. That's dope. That's dope. You got to watch it, bro. I know you didn't feel it. I know you didn't well, like it. Well, I don't think... I don't think I got in at the right time. I think I got in like halfway through. So I feel like if I go back... It's the same thing with Breaking Bad. Like I feel like if I go back and watch from the beginning... I'll appreciate it more. You know what I don't understand and what I'm a bit disappointed in is I was reading somewhere that they were cutting back on the amount of gore and graphic sex scenes within the Game of Thrones. I don't want too much incest. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this is the... But why are we, like, sugarcoating everything that goes on in this world? Like, just let... Those shows were great because of some of those things, and now you're trying to take the element of of production away from some of these producers to allow them to really, you know, do what they do. Like two sides of the coin try, on that. Trying one, to soften everything up. One Hollywood's being woke, and so they don't want to they don't want to you know put out too much violence, right? And they don't want to put out too much of this the stuff that these kids shouldn't see. But, but how many times is somebody really pouring a pot of gold on somebody? Yeah, head? here's the thing though. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. If you don't want your kid watching that, or you're not sure if the kid's going to understand the content or the context of what's going on, teach them. Yeah. Tell them about it. Yeah. Instruct them. Restrict it. Whatever you got to do. Like, I I hate it, man. Like, you know, we bitch about violent video games. I just don't let my son play violent video games then. Yeah. You know, you don't have to get rid of them because there's somebody that likes that stuff. Yeah. My son won't play it. Um, Talk about guns. Yeah, get rid of them, but restrict them. Yeah, tell your kids, you know, just teach them. Like, I don't know, man, or I, educate them in proper use of these things, or yeah. why these shows are only shows and that's yeah. only entertainment, and how you can't take. It's kind of like we used to have the talk when we were kids about cartoons. You know, Bugs Bunny beating the crap out of people, and they're like, "No, nah, it's just a cartoon, guys. That's not real. That's not what really happens." You know, yeah, you can't really run the Roadrunner into a. Cement wall painted like a tunnel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if you know. blast this guy's face off, his face is going to go off. It's not going to come back. And you know, yeah. dude, it's it's just it, it goes back to education and and making sure we're being good parents. And maybe Hollywood thinks that they need to go ahead and take the the higher road. And again, it goes back to that 
fake woke shit. Like, yeah. There's real wokeness and there's like kind of fake, let me put this up, make it look like I'm trying to do something type yeah. wokeness. And, you know, we can read through it. Um, Talk a little Cherry Creek football real quick. Man, so... First of all, let's talk the good before we talk about the questionable. That's what I like. Right? <laughs> um, we just, earlier in, in episode one, I believe, episode two, maybe yep. you had a player spotlight. Um, you know, someone would probably think that it would be one of my player spotlights, you know, being the position this young man plays. But uh, Blake Purchase, man, he just recently committed to Oregon. And, you know, he had a plethora of schools that he t- could choose from. Um, he chose to, you know, go play at Oregon. And, and good for him, you know, just committing and doing what he's been doing and all the work that he's been putting in. And, and it's paying off. And, and you know, he still has a season ahead of him. Yep. But, you know, it's it's really great to see a young man that comes from a young or from a very good family, athletic family, um, you know, continuing his brother's footsteps and, and you know, sign his letter and his tent. You know, his brother is at Iowa State and his brother did want him to go there, which was one of his options. But well, he was leaning there. He was leaning there pretty heavy for a while there. You know, but sometimes you got to, you know, forge your own path, you know, and not be like we were just discussing about what you see on TV. You shouldn't be doing, you know, just because, you know, I'm sure his brother is a big role model in his in his life. And a lot of his game is because of his brother. He also wants to forge his own path and and shout out to him. Shout out to all of his coaches who got him to this point and all the hard work that he's put in to get to this point. Um, And. I just wish nothing but continued success for him throughout his career. To kind of bring everyone up to speed, what we talked about being a player spotlight, we talked in uh, in episode two, but uh, Blake Purchase is from, uh, from Cherry Creek High School, six uh, six two and a half, two forty edge rusher. Um, he was the number thirteen edge rusher in the country and the number one hundred seventh player overall coming into the season. Um, great season last year. How anchor. Uh, state championship for Cherry Creek, third straight. So big ups to Blake Purchase. That's super awesome. Um, big ups to your family, your mother, your your, your mother, father, um, guardians, whoever you got in your life just that has been there to see that. That's always a great feeling for them to see their kid going to play at the next level and living out their dream. Um, I know uh, my kids ever make it, it. My kids can make it to a community college, you know, JUCO or some shit. And just being able to see your kids continue their dream. It's like the kids that we that we coached that went on to college, uh, the yeah. Brandon Bennett's, the Josiah Romero's, the Elias Zarate's, and, you know, grinding their asses off, um, Geronimo Sanchez, you know, yeah. grinding their asses off to stay playing the game that they love, going through some of the ups and downs that they've had to go through to continue to play the game that they love. It's just a game. Yeah. And this goes back to the Tom Brady thing. It's just a game. But if you can continue to play this game, for as long as you can play it, because there's going to be one day where you can't, you can never play pro football again or college football again. You can't get 11 people suited up going against another 11 people suited up. It just won't happen. Yeah. So big ups, congratulations. Oregon's got themselves a damn good player. Yep. And we'll see what they do with it. Yeah, man. He, you know, he's, again, he's a key ingredient to the success at Cherry Creek. Um, they just got back from Cleveland in hmm. which they played St. Edwards, you know, in a tough loss, in my opinion, which they should have won the game. Um, they had all the opportunity in the world to win that game. But unfortunately, you know, they didn't they weren't successful. And I think the one reason why they weren't successful is they were missing a key ingredient, you know, um, the bad, unfortunately, <laughs> that we got to talk about now or the questionable that some may not know is is there were uh, 
an incident that happened at DIA airport mm-hmm. that caused Cherry Creek to leave one of their key students behind um, because there was a knife found in his carry-on bag. And I guess this must have broke some rules. So they decided to just leave him at the airport instead of figuring out other options for him. You know, it wasn't a big issue to where you think this kid was criminally charged. Yeah, it wasn't even a legal like issue. That. It was an accident. I work in a knife factory yeah. and I have several adult coworkers who have forgot that they have their tools because yeah. you know, some people use certain things as weapons and, and use them in the wrong ways, but things are designed to be tools. helpful and tools yeah. for people. I and, have a knife on my keychain. Yeah, and you know, he, he forgot he's a kid. Yeah. He forgot his knife and his carry on. TSA didn't make a big deal about it. They helped him mail it back home. He wasn't like even stashing it either. Like they, they were like, "Do you have anything sharp?" And he's like, "No, I don't think so." Yeah, and, and then they pointed it out on the screen. He's like, "Oh, I got a knife there." I yeah, and they that. admired it. Even they yeah. were even telling him what a nice knife it was, and, yeah. and again helped him help him mail it home. Mail it home, and while well, he got through security him to go through security yep. and proceed with his team, but. Cherry Creek athletic directors chose to not take him on the trip because he violated the school rule. Dude, it was well, 15 minutes prior to boarding the plane, too. Like, you couldn't have done that a little bit sooner? Bro, it, it's ridiculous. This kid has not been in trouble with them before. Yeah. Right? This is a first incident. And regardless of the facts that you're going to play a football game, your first responsibility is your obligation to the well-being of these students. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you think it's okay to leave a young man at an airport unsupervised without really making sure that he had a means to get back home is ridiculous. Like how many assistant coaches or, or staff did Cherry Creek take with them to Cleveland? You know, you couldn't tell me that there wasn't one person that could have stood back until he got a, a ride home and then caught a later flight. Well, and according to his mom, because his mom, you know, in the story, his mom talks about, you know, she's not denying that her son had a knife. Like, that was a, that was a mistake, and he shouldn't have that. So, you know, could be, you know, seen as a weapon. We call it a tool earlier. Um, you know, mentioned that's the first time he's ever been in trouble. He's never traveled on his own. So they left him at the concourse. So now he has to travel back to the main terminal. And you know how you've been a DI. Yeah, you know how, intimidating. How, yeah, dude. Especially with all the construction going on lately, like all the people there. It's the, crazy. It's a heavy bro. travel and, hub. And the fact that they left this young man, and I don't know if we really want to mention his name. Or nah, not. We'll, we'll, um, and everybody, you could look up the story and figure out who we're really talking about. But you know, um, it's just crazy to me that that a professional athletic director would do such a thing. Well, and it's like you know when we have when we're coaching. These kids are left in our care, for our responsibility. And this mother left her kid in Cherry Creek's care and responsibility, thinking he's going to travel with the team to Ohio. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. Can you imagine the, the anxiety that that mother was feeling just having her son travel without her? And then to get the call from her son saying, hey, I can't go on the trip. They're leaving me here. You have to pick me up. And the mother's on the uh, complete other side of town. Yeah. And even besides the athletic director, like you said, as a coach, we have obligations to these kids. And and it's just crazy that 
all of the coaches were just totally okay with this happening, right? Yeah. Like, if if I'm a coach, I feel like I'm going to go to bat for my player. Yeah. You know, like, okay, we understand the situation. We understand the severity of it. We will handle this when we get back from our trip. But he is going with us. You sit him He's a quarter. not going to play. Yeah. Even if you don't let him play the yeah. whole game. That's a lesson in itself. You know how it feels to be a kid to travel to another state to yeah. compete against a top 25 high school football team and not be able to play in that game, yeah. he's going to remember it for the rest of his life. He'll remember to check the, that bag before he leaves. It's the lesson learned. Yep. You know, instead of now he has to remember it with a bitter taste in his mouth because he doesn't know if he chose the right school to go to. Well, how does he feel? He's a senior. Yeah. So how does he feel now playing the following week? Yeah. And, you know, what repercussions there at the school? Like, it's just, it's messed up, man. I, I think leaving that kid there was, was kind of the wrong thing to do. Like you said, take him with you, sit him down, you know, educate him. Yeah. You know, take this chance as an opportunity to teach him something. Opposed to just saying, that's it, you're done. Fucking your mom's coming to get you. We're out. Yeah, and we, you know, we're, we haven't been in that situation to say yeah. that they handled it incorrectly or correctly. Yeah. But in my opinion, I think there was better options of Those handling a little that bit different. Than, than the way they did. For sure. And, you know, I just, I side with the mom on this, um, not only because I'm a mom. I remember because <laughs> I'm a parent, but just it's just unethical, bro. I just yeah. feel unethical as a coach. I just wouldn't feel right playing a game knowing that I left back one of my alone brothers. And I know he's one like of my children, right? Because as a coach, yep. you take Those your responsibility kids. for these kids as yep. if they're your own. Yep. So I would never just leave my kid in an airport. And feel comfortable about and it. And feel comfortable about it and just go about my business, bro. So, like, I think a lot of people need to take a look in the mirror and, and really remember why you're doing this. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I Again, man, um, there was probably a better way to handle it. And I yeah. don't think that they went that, that best route. Um, kind of getting to the end of the show here, Dom. We got a mailbag question. Okay. Um, no name on it. So, guys, like, if you want to send us a, a question, want us to talk about something, hit the website, dnasportsdenver.com forward slash ask DNA. Go ahead and ask a question. Leave your name on it. We'll give you a shout out. Um, but we got one today. It says, over the years, you've had many wonderful and not so wonderful coaching moments. Which of these stand out to you the most and why? Well, before I talked about the bad first and then the good, I'll take the 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 reverse approach. Um, actually, I talked about the good earlier than the bad. I'm talking about the bad first. For, so for me, I got into coaching not because I love the game of football, but to help young athletes recognize the importance of the choices and the repercussions that come along with the choices that we make. And when I see former or my current players or some of the kids that I may be training make bad decisions and bad choices in life, that's heartbreaking to me. And, yeah. you know, just these past couple of years, having a few kids make bad decisions and bad choices to to turn around into some real-life consequences in their life is, is devastating and heartbreaking to me, man. And, you know, I, I hope that they take their decision-making seriously going forward and realize that just because they made a bad choice, it isn't the end of the road. But you got to be better with your decisions going forward For sure. because, you know, again, wins and losses, they're great. But for me, if I have a really successful football team, but I have kids that are failing off the field, 
in life that I'm not a successful football coach. Mm. And, you know, I just feel that the importance of being a coach is to mold these young athletes into great adults, you know, regardless of how good they are as athletes. And so it's it's heartbreaking for me when I see kids make bad decisions. Now, <clears throat> on the flip side of that, some of my best memories, man, I'll take it back to youth football, you know, and, and even last night, you know, we both – Got a chance to go check out uh, Wheat Ridge's homecoming game against Denver North, which we both recently coached at. And watching a few kids in particular, um, Frankie and Jeremiah, my nephews, which I've coached since they were very young, mm -hmm. play together in that game reminded me kind of of when we won our first spring championship. And, man, the just the look on their face and the feeling that I had when we won that championship and the promise that I made to them to continue to be in their life throughout their sports endeavors and and continue to push them to try to be successful on the fields you know it's just been a remarkable ride watching them grow in the sport that they play and you know i i just wouldn't change it for the world man i'm truly blessed i i feel you man uh, i think i would have to agree with you on the uh on the bad side of things yeah um seeing one of your athletes not reach their potential or fall short of their potential is always a hard one. Um, I think you mentioned it like these are our kids too, yeah. you know, in a sense, especially when you've been around them a long time. So to see them fall short is very heartbreaking and you want to do everything you can to help them. And sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Yeah. Sometimes they have to learn their lesson. Um, on the flip side, all the good stuff you, you touched on it. I think it's seeing the culmination of years and years of hard work actually starting to produce opportunities and yeah. being able to play. Jeremiah is a great example of that. Yeah. Um, that kid was in our system for the three years that we were, that he was there for three years that he was there, his freshman, sophomore, and junior year, we were there. Yeah. Right. And to see his senior year this year and he was, he's getting really good opportunities. Yeah. And he looked great last night. Yeah. He, he was pounding the rock. He was catching the ball. He had a great catch along the sideline. Um, seeing kids like that get their chance to shine is it. Dude, that that tickles me. That yeah. warms me up, man, because, you know, um, you don't always get your chance and your chance can be minimal. You could play football for four years and only get one season to play as, as a starter or as a major contributor. And um, it's good to see that, man. It's a big shout out to them, Frankie, Jeremiah, that whole that whole team, man. Like, there's so many kids on that team that I just love so much. And, yeah. and it, you know, having dealt with them and, and coached them since they were freshmen, um, that was part of the hard part of, of stepping away. Yeah, the toughest part, honestly, like, everybody keeps asking me, like, going to the games, like, do I miss it and things like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I miss it, but the best, like, the thing I miss the most is seeing – the emotion of the players yeah. on the sideline, right? Whether it's good or bad yeah. and, and helping them through it. If it's a bad emotion or living through it, if it's a good one, you yeah. know what I mean? So like, that's the biggest thing that I miss, man. And, and seeing their up close face after making a great tackle or, or running for a touchdown, yeah. and, you know, or they're coming off the field and, my heavy self tries to jump up with them and give them that. And <laughs> you I get like two, get my two inches off. Two inch vertical. You know what I mean? Well, they almost clear my head, you know? Well, that's those not a hard moments, thing to clear your head. Yeah, those moments are the ones I miss. Yeah. You know, it's awesome too, bro. It's like seeing kids, uh, Michael Marquez, Brandon yeah. Bennett, Donovan Calderon, um, 
kids that we've coached before that are just killing it in life right now and mm-hmm. they, they're they're finding themselves and starting to discover themselves and even the ones that aren't playing football or not participating in athletics they're finding you know career paths that they want to take and yeah it's great to see that part of it man because that what we coach is in between the lines but also what we coach is outside of the game yes and it's stuff that they'll take forever and it's stuff that my coaches instilled in me when I was a kid that I still fall back on to this day. And I think those are the most important lessons in football, man. It's not always the X's and O's. You know, sometimes it's about how we overcome life and how we overcome, you know, per- we persevere through tough times and, you know, show humility through great times. So, yeah. um, you know, special shout out to them. Shout out to North. You guys killed it last night. It was a great game. Yeah. Um, super, super proud to see you guys doing your thing. Um, super proud of Frankie. Um, just seeing them kids go, man. Like I said, Jeremiah, seeing seeing what he's doing his senior year, um, that senior class, Fernando. Um, there's just a bunch of kids over there that I miss dearly, and I'm super proud of them, though. Yeah, you know, you you brought up Frankie again, and it was funny because I was on the, you know, it was Little League night there, yep. and you know, shouts out to Wheat Ridge High School as well as their homecoming. Um, you know, we we coach for the Wheat Ridge Vikings, which is essentially a feeder program to both. North and Wheat Ridge. North and Wheat Ridge. And we were there to pay our respect to Wheat Ridge. Um, and, you know, I was standing on the south end zone getting ready to do the halftime show where we walked through the tunnel, and I was talking to one of the other coaches, and uh, they are talking about Frankie, and they said, man. And I was talking about how he was feeling himself last night. I could just tell yep. when he's in a little groove. You know what I mean? And uh, one of the other coaches it was like, man, who the hell does that kid think he is with his Patrick Mahomes sidearm? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, he thinks he's Frankie Dardano. Oh, Check man. him out. I was like, that, bro. And they were just, like, amazed with his athletic ability and his pocket presence, right? He's kind of scrambling around. You, you think he's going to get sacked, and all of a sudden he pops out, and then he completes a pass down the field for 20 to 30 yards. Like, man, he's a tremendous athlete, and, and I'm super proud of him for – for being a young junior, you know, leading this team to two successful wins. So, shouts out to him and the rest of the North team for for uh, what they're doing on the field. It's pretty great to see speaking as of Fra- a fan. Speaking to Frankie, man, I just remember going back to his first year and wanting to throw him in. Yeah. But then, like, leery about throwing him to the fire. Yeah. Because, you know, he's a freshman. Yeah. You know? And uh, just, just to see his growth from – when we did throw him to the fire and then his sophomore season, which was phenomenal. And then even these, these two games, I didn't make the first game. I was able to see this one though. And to see his, his growth and keeping his eyes downfield while moving in the pocket, while scrambling around, still looking for open receivers downfield. Whereas last year he did that, but not as much. I don't think yeah. he would, he would, he would take off and he still took off yesterday. He had some great runs he had a great touchdown run that I posted on the, on the Instagram. Um, but his ability to keep his eyes downfield to find an open receiver while on the move, that's that's next level shit. Yeah. And and you know, that that's the thing that gets you noticed and gets you gets you recruited. And um, you know, because anybody can be athletic, but being able to be an athletic quarterback. Yeah. Well, so week one, right, he 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 made a bad decision and he threw a pick that he kind of forced and he knew it. The minute he threw it, you can tell in his body language that he made the bad decision. And as he was on the sideline, I kind of just told him, like, if it's not there, don't force it. Don't forget that your feet are a weapon, too. Yep. You know, he's a great athlete. And and you said it, like, he scrambled out of the pocket. 
nothing was open, and he just galloped for an easy touchdown. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's it's really great to see everything coming to life for all of them. Man, it's great. Shout out North High School. Shout out to all all the DNA sports Denver uh, DNA sports training athletes that we've worked with and that we look to work with. Um, it's been great. Um, Coach, can I give a special shout out? Yeah, it's it's due. All right, man. So September, you may or may not know, and unfortunately, I know too well. Um, but September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, I just want to give a big shout out to any families, any parents, any kids dealing with this shit. Um, childhood cancer is is definitely a real thing. It's one of the biggest killers of kids under fourteen. Um, dozens of kids are diagnosed daily with some form of childhood cancer. Um, so wear that yellow or gold ribbon in red for someone you know or love. Um, we I shared a story a bunch, and I shared a story with everybody because it's one of the greatest examples of perseverance that I've ever experienced firsthand. <clears throat> but uh, my uh, September nineteenth, twenty eleven, my son Donovan was diagnosed with a, uh, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Um, when he was diagnosed, he had a he, he had a great prognosis. Like we were very hopeful. Um, that he was going to be able to get through it. But I think the uncertainty that we faced was what was the most troubling. And uh, it was a three and a half year journey of treatment. He got through it. Um, Donovan now is, I think, what was that? Let me do the math real quick. About six or seven years now removed from from everything and from being being cleared. Um, But I just remember every time we would go in there for treatment, there was someone new getting diagnosed or someone new going for their first one. So I just want to personally send a shout out to everybody that's everyone that supports everyone that's been supporting. Um, There's light the night walk going on in Washington Park this this uh, this month here in about a week or two, actually. And it's a super fun walk. Encourage everyone to go out there and participate. It's in the evening. So like they give you these lit up balloons. They give you a gold one for someone that you've lost. They give you a white one. Um, for people that are supporting, and they give you a red one as someone's been, that for someone that's been through it, and you walk around the lake, and all these balloons are just lit up. That's dope. It, it's one of the coolest like walks that I've done. Um, probably be out there this year doing it again. Uh, my cousin Tasha always comes through and, and, and walks with us. So, but yo, something to be serious about because we all have kids, and the last thing we want to see is something happen to our children. So yeah, man. Shouts out to to you. You know, for what you've been through, shouts out to Dono, you know, um, for being as strong as he is and, and fighting something like that. You know, it takes a lot on a, a, a body to to fight through such an ugly thing. And and, you know, it's it's hard to be a parent and and have to sit through watching your child go through something that's so torturous on their bodies. And and, you know, it's it's good that we use our platform to raise awareness for things like this. So that way people know that they have support, you know, they have people that care for them. They have people that have been through what you're going through. And, you know, if, if there's anybody that's out there that's struggling with this exact topic right now, you know, reach out to DNA sports, com, And, you know, we're in your corner. We have, again, my brother right here has been through this firsthand and he knows the struggles that, come along with it and you know um we're here for everybody and we want to raise the awareness to kind of do whatever we can to try to either 
heightened the science behind trying yep. to eradicate it or, you know, just, again, give that loving support that's needed through these tough times and, and you know, I my my support's there. Bro, it's wild. You never understand how much support there is until you go through it. And this is why I use this situation as a coaching tool sometimes yeah. because kids will say, oh, this is hard. This yeah. is hard. I can't do it. This is hard. And I'm like, yo, you never know how tough you can be until you actually have to be yeah. that tough. You never know what you can go through until you have to go through it. And so when I when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. It's amen. true. Hey, and that's why I use this as a coaching tool, bro. And I feel that we go through things for a purpose. Yeah. And you know, it's up to us to discover what that purpose is. Yeah. Um, but to be able to use my son as an example of perseverance and be an example of strength, um, myself as, a, as an example of strength. And I hate to point at myself, but I remember when Donald was diagnosed, me and his mom looked at each other like, yo, so no matter what we do, no, this is hard, but no matter what we do, he can't see us. Feeling the effects of how hard it is yeah. He's got to see us being strong every time Because he needs to be able to rely on our energy To kind of feed his own energy Yeah, and you give know? him a sense of strength, you know Real talk, man And I know, I know. Um, I won't mention his name But I know we have a, a, a kid that we coached Who yeah. I believe lost his, a sister yeah. To childhood cancer And so when I posted it up on the thing He's like, coach, you got to make this so I can share it And, you know, it, it's love, man And, you know, anybody that's gone through that stuff Or, you know, they know it's a hard thing to go through And we, we're here our community, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be here for each other. We're supposed to be uplifting each other and be able to to provide that strength to each other when we can't be strong. So I didn't want to I didn't want to bring down the mood, but I definitely want to bring awareness to it because it's definitely something that obviously it's hard to prevent, but once it happens, there's numerous style of resources that you can go through to get help. Um and to know that you ain't got to do it on your own. There's always somebody here willing to, to lend a shoulder. Yeah, and, and like you said, man. Everything we go through in life is for a reason and certain people are put here for a reason and in your life. And I just want to give again a shout out to your son, Dono, man, your your success around this and you beating this is for a reason. You're a great young man. You're doing great things. You have this great eye for art and for you know, taking pictures and photography and, and, you know, I think you are starting to really realize your purpose. And I just want you to remember your strength as well and take that strength that you used to fight this ugly, ugly, ugly illness that takes so many people and realize that that strength will propel you into your future and continue to go and continue to strive and continue to be the great Mm. young man that you are, Dono. Shout out to you. Appreciate that, bro. And on that note, man, we'll go ahead and close this thing out. Yep. Shout out to uh, Arsenal Custom Apparel, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Janice's Catering, and DNA Sports Denver.com, uh. baby. Check us out. Like, subscribe, share, get Yo. some merch, book Yo. a session. Yo. Book a group session, book a camp. And check out our podcast, man. We're here for you. You're here for us. We're here for each other. Man, we appreciate y'all for listening. Shout out to my partner, Dom, man. Once again, another beautiful one, bro. Love you guys, man. Hey, DNA Sports Denver.com. Hit us up. <laughs>